What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another edition of the Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and with me, as always, my partner Prime, Connor Sheehan. We didn't have to watch the Jets last week, and that was nice. It was nice. It was nice. I mean, and I forget, I think it might have been Joe Caparoso saying, it's like, hey, you know what, this year, the Jets had a pretty killer bye week, you know? Yeah. Every other team in the AFC's lost. Panthers lost. The Giants lost. Like, it, it was... Seahawks lost. Seahawks lost. They, like, lost, pretty- they lost Russ, too, like... Yeah. Gino, Gino, uh, who knows, Gino Smith is not going to be the, the answer for them. Right, I, I I think since this episode, since so like the last pod we had was right after the Tennessee win, and right. that was like the week that Ru- like was Russ played on Thursday night that week, and they got he got hurt in that game. So I think like we haven't discussed the whole fact that we're gonna have two like top ten picks, which is gonna be awesome. Depends uh, on when Russ comes back, but you which know. will be like in ten weeks. Like he has like a broken, he has like a torn ligament, in this like throwing hand. Right. Um, or like it'll be week 10, which like by then it'll be too late. Like we're going to already have like eight, seven or eight losses and they'll be like, a, we'll have a top, fi- like the Jets will have a top 15 pick from the Seahawks, which would be nice. Definitely. Um, so, all right, let's, um, we can, we, well, let's, let's talk about the Falcons game um, that was played in London. I was in Mexico for that game. That's why we didn't have an episode last week. I was in Cabo. I still feel like I'm in Cabo. With, <laughs> like, my stomach is just, you know, I guess I can talk about it here as Connor takes a sip of his Brooklyn brewery beer. Um, you know, like you hear about like Montezuma's revenge. Oh no. Before you get there and you're like, nah. And like, so like, I didn't like brush my teeth with the water for the most part there. Like I would use water bottles and everything. Um, and that's why people come to this podcast to listen to me talk about my trip to Mexico. Indeed. Um, but like, at a, like I'd say like so I was there for like six days. By like day four, my taste like started to change, and my my like my my bowel movements, the smell like completely <laughs> changed on me. Like you grew up, you have you have your own personal brand. Right? Correct. Correct. Everybody has their own brand. Well, my brand has changed, and I I want to I want to turn it. <laughs> Cause I don't like this brand. All right. It's like, you're turning into one of the X-Men. You're it's becoming it's, like a, slowly becoming like a mutant. What is happening to me? <laughs> no, like, and like, it hasn't gone back yet. And like certain things I eat, like anything with corn, anything with like, like any like meat with like a lot of fat in it. Like it just all tastes like Mexico to me. Ruins you. And it's like, I, I just, I want my foods to taste the way they tasted, and I want, I want my farts to smell the way they smelled. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm still struggling. Um, Hope you all enjoyed that two minutes discussing Jesse's digestive system. We put like a trigger warning at the beginning of this. Episode? <laughs> you don't like talking um, about poop. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a little late at this point. Um, <laughs> s- speaking of poop. Uh, the Jets lost to the Falcons in London. It was just a pathetic showing once again uh, in the first half, and then they started to figure things out in the second half. Again, this has like been this is like a thing that with this team right now, where they've they've looked awesome in the second half of games, and in the first half, well, I wouldn't say awesome, but they look 
competent in the first half of game, second half of games than the first half. Um, it's just been really, really bad. The Jets uh, started this game out uh, down 17 nothing. Um, they went into half down 20 to three. Uh, and then they came out in the second in the second half. I mean, they they cut it to three uh, in the fourth quarter. Michael Michael Carter had a two yard run. It was a four play ninety yard. What happened on that drive? Four play ninety yard. They uh, it was when they got um he, it was that a pass interference yeah pass interference call against Elijah Moore or on Elijah Moore. So they, yeah. they it advanced them like nearly half the field. Yeah. So that was that. I mean, um, they had that six, they had a 16 play 74 yard drive in the first, in the second quarter that resulted right. in a field goal, which you just can't have. You need, and you need- it was, yeah. And it was, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but it was the result of a missed Wilson pass that if he had completed it might've scored a touchdown. Well, let's it get into it. What, what were yeah. your thoughts on, what were your thoughts on this game and this, this first half and, mm-hmm. and well, pretty keep, much keep like it, keep it to yeah. a straight. Pretty much what you're saying. It's like I just don't. I've never seen quite seen a team like this, where it really is. It really feels like you're watching two different teams over the course of a game. You know, second half they tend to get their shit together and they look like the team we want them to be this season, which is competing, looking like you know they're improving in certain they're improving the areas that they need to be. And the first half, it's like you're watching the Adam Gase Jets. Jets. It's ridiculous. And it's, I forget what the stat was, but the Jets have like 70, maybe, maybe even less offensive yards in the first quarter all season, not just one game, all season. It is the most absurd statistic I think I've ever heard from a professional football team that over the course of five games, they haven't put together that many yards in the first quarter of all those games. So we, I think, I forget when we said it, but, you can't win football games if you're only playing competent football for, for two quarters. It just doesn't happen. The fact they got out of that Titans game pretty much only playing good football for two quarters, still shocking. I don't I don't understand how they beat the Titans. I don't I understand. Mean, I mean, look at the other. I mean, the Titans night, just yeah. Titans just beat the probably. I mean, would you say the Bills are the best team in football? One of them. One of them, top three. Now that was a home game, so like it's a little different. You know, Jets got the Titans at home. The, Texas, the Titans had the Bills uh, at home. Right. So, like, you got to look into it that way. But also, like, they still beat the Titans. Right. You know, I, I, you know, they didn't have A.J. Brown or Julio, um, which clearly, like, made a big difference against the Bills. But this Jets team is capable of good things. They are. They're really capable. They beat the Titans. You know, they they looked impressive against – they put up 17 points in the second half against the Falcons who, you know, albeit they're not a very good team, but you know, it's just, it's a, it's been a tale of two halves for this team. And that's really been the ire of like, that's been like the main focus of Jets fans at this point. Um, the, the, the location of their ire uh, today, especially was just really brutal for Matt LaFleur, Mike LaFleur, excuse me on Twitter. Um, you know, he spoke to the media and so you, you see his quotes circulating and I mean, he's been public enemy number one and for good reason, you know, they, it's not like, right, listen, this isn't bad as bad as Gase and Gase just wasn't scoring in either half. You right. know, like the play calling was atrocious in either half. And a lot of like the people who were like a lot of the plays that were pe- that people have issues with from LaFleur, um, 
where you're like, like, what are you doing there? Like, like, it's just like, if you watch the all 22, it's a miss block here. And like, it, it's, it's, or uh, a drop there uh, or a miss throw from Wilson there where the plays are, it's, it's really, it hasn't been like the, the play calling has been an issue, but it hasn't been the main culprit. Right. Um, I think that at a certain point you have to rely on your players to execute. And when AVT misses a block on a screen, uh, that would negate that that would have been a, a big a big play. Or Zach makes a bad throw. Um, you know, you can only blame the OC so much. Now it was a little different when it was Gase because Gase was the head coach also, and he was calling plays as well. And so you, I mean, he gets all the blame. Right. Whereas Salah, like the defenses looked good um, and he seems to have the locker room, like a good grasp of the locker room. And, you know, you give a young quarterback, so you're not really going to be throwing Salah under the bus. So it's easy to blame Mike LaFleur right now. And he does deserve blame. You know, he's giving he, he's he is giving him he's blaming himself, which is good. You know, there's no excuses, but realistically, like. One. Elijah Moore hasn't been really targeted at all in the offense. He needs to be able to find a way to scheme him open more often, or at least get drilled into Zach's head. Hey, this kid's really good. Like you need to get the ball in his hands. He's got to get him into space. Yeah. I mean, look what the Giants have been able to do. I mean, the Giants offense with Kadarius. They, I mean, Kadarius. They're gonna miss him for I don't know how long, but he, I mean, he plays the exact same sort of role that Elijah Moore does, and he's been doing really well. So the Giants have figured out a way to do it. So yeah. I don't understand why the Jets can't do the same as Elijah Moore because I mean, you and I have talked about it, like, till, uh, talked about it ad nauseum, I guess, at this point that Elijah Moore was the star of training camp. He took all the shine away from like Wilson and like what we were expecting. The beat writers couldn't get enough of him. We were all like super pumped to see what was going to happen with him, and then you know we're five games in and he's barely even made a been a blip on the radar, you know? Right. So. Yeah, I think that is like you're saying. I think it's partially on Lafleur for not scheming to get him open. Just do something quick to, like we're saying, get him into space. We'll make him an easy target for Wilson. And Wilson's also got to find him. Yeah. Wilson's doing the same thing that Darnold did with with uh, uh, Jameson Crowder, where it's like he's he's eyeing him up too much. He's looking at Davis, and he's not throwing. He's not even really looking half the time for other receivers. And when you have talent now, you know other receivers to throw to. It's not a. Uh, it's not as you know, you're you're not going to cut as much slack for Wilson as right. you were for Darnold. The the other thing is the game script, which you know if you're if you're not aware, if you've been living under a rock and don't know anything about football, um, which I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast if that was the case, but either way, you know, game script is pretty self-explanatory. You script the plays for the first like twenty-five plays of the game. You have a script or you follow that you build upon throughout the game. You know, there's it happens on defense also where Sala said that they only they call certain plays at certain points so they can set themselves up for later. Well, it's similar on offense where you call certain plays to set yourself up for later and. They're just not executing right now. Mm -hmm. They're just not executing the game script. Um, Maybe maybe the game script isn't that good. I don't know. I I think that it's I think with all things, it's somewhere in the middle where LaFleur needs to do a better job of scheming guys open and the offense needs to do a better job of executing, whether it's Wilson making a throw or a receiver making a catch, they just need to be better. Um, so that's where I'm at right now with this offense. I think that there's a lot of blame to go around. 
Um, it was nice that we didn't have to, you know, subject ourselves to watching this, what, what this has been last week. Um, but this team talked to the media today and they seem really excited for this weekend, which I don't know why <laughs> facing the Patriots, like <laughs> in Foxborough, <laughs> in Foxborough, like Corey Davis is like all smug. I got to find the quote. Hold on. Let me add him. Like, like, <laughs> Oh, is it Corey? Oh my God. My computer is a bugging right now. Corey Davis. Um, he, he was like a, he had like a smirk on his face. What was it? What was the quote? Oh yeah. We're ready. I don't want to say too much. Yeah, just, just, co- just coming back and seeing the team's energy and vibe. It's way different. And then, Corey Davis on his rematch with the Patriots. We ready. Yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, that's exactly what he said. He goes, we ready. I don't want to say too much. Smiling. We ready. Like, all right. <laughs> why, you why, are you, why are you saying that stuff? Why are you putting... Make, why, me, make bold, me believe yeah. that that's the case. Show like, me on Sunday. You bold, know? The bulletin board material. The Patriots, you don't need to give the Patriots that. Oh, yeah, you're ready. Correct. Ready Ready to what? Dra- like, this is like, the, this is this was... The last time the Jets played the Patriots was week three, I think. That was when that kid went two. viral. Week two. That kid went viral on TikTok yeah. and was like, yeah, Corey Davis, no hops. No. No, no <laughs> what hops. Did call, what, did he, uh, what did he call um, oh, he called Braxton Berrios the white Deontay Johnson? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That kid had his five seconds of fame or whatever, um, and he was very funny. But, you know, we need a little bit better of an effort from you this week, Corey. Um, I think it's pretty clear. Like he, he's definitely not a wide receiver one. Um, he is an asset. He's somebody you want to have on your team, like to pair with like, a an AJ Brown, you know, or a Julio, one of those types of guys. One of of those types of guys. Yeah. But like, he's a, he's a very good wide receiver too. Um, it'd be awesome if Elijah can be that wide receiver one probably won't be not this year. Um, but you know, this is, uh, like you said, we gotta, we gotta see it from them. Right. We gotta see it from them. And you know, this is going to be a great test. I I think that, you know, what we saw in the second half against the, of the Falcons, you know, that was good, but this is, this is, this is bill. This is brother bill here. Correct. And, And what brother bill does best is take away your best, most effective weapon one, which has been Corey Davis, and two, give the rookie quarterbacks nightmares. Now, Zach's already seen this defense. It's a really good defense, one that almost beat the Cowboys this past week, one of the best teams in the league. I'm just, uh, you know, I don't have the same confidence that this this uh, this locker room has right now. That's all. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. And, I mean, going off of week two, that I was at home. That was like you were there. Like that was like the biggest. That was horrible. You were. I, no one. I was that excited to watch the stupid Jets in years because I I just felt so good going into it. And then listen, if Wilson goes out on Sunday and his first pass isn't an interception, he's already off on a better foot. You know, <laughs> he's already he's already played better than the, than uh, the first game against the Pats. So. They need to just go out there and, and, you know, they can't go out there and score six points again. Like, they they, they got to score touchdowns. They've done yeah. it the past two weeks, you know. 
they did it and they did enough to beat the Titans. They nearly caught back up with Atlanta. They were pretty much right there at the end. You know, they got close, but um, they just got to do something against the Patriots. These are, this is a bigger test than the Falcons, obviously, because the Falcons for stand. sure. But this is a this is a momentum changer. This is a season. Correct. This could be a season a season defining game. This is not a team that's going to make the playoffs. All right, they're they're one and four. They're they're not a good. This is not a good football team. It just isn't. Not yet. If Zach Wilson can like, I don't know, like become like Justin Herbert, things can change really quick. But right. but I'm not expecting that. And even even Herbert didn't make the playoffs last year. You know, after this, you have you have the Patriots. Then you have the Bengals on Halloween. That's a winnable game. You have the Colts on the road on Thursday night. That's a winnable game. It's not an easy game, but it's this this team is capable of winning that game. Then you have the Bills at home and the Dolphins at home. You're not going to beat the Bills. You hope you 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 better beat the Dolphins with how bad they've looked. Oh my God, they they look. They and then you have the, look worse than the Jets. Then you have the Texans and the Eagles, the Saints, the Dolphins, the Jaguars. Like there's a lot there, of there's a lot of winnable games right on the on the schedule remaining that. I'm not going to go into any of these games being like the Jets are going to win this game. Not until right. they show us more. Right. But I can look at these games and be like, all right, there's no excuse to not be competitive. Right. All right. This is it. This is it. Like, I, we need to see more from, from Zach Wilson. I mean, the dude's QBR right now is 22.3. He's played five pro games. I understand that, but I want to see him get better. I just want to see him improve week to week next year is a year where you can be like, all right, like I want to start seeing some things. Right. Like, I want, I want, I, I have expectations from you now. This year is a, is a feel the rookie season is a feel it out, you know, figure out what you have, who, who are you keeping? Who are you adding? Right. But I mean, it's all on, it's all on Zach. If Zach Wilson plays well, the jets are going to play well. Zach Wilson played great against the, against the Titans. The jets won that game. That's it, you know. That's it. Those those games that you the the teams and the games that you listed out for the remainder of the season. I mean, you and I started before the season started. I said five and twelve. You said six and eleven. There's a, there's enough potential wins in there to get the Jets to those records that we said. I'll there's take four. I'll take four or five wins. There's like, I'll four take... or five wins in those games for sure. Yeah. You know? Two possibly two against the Dolphins. One against the Jaguars. Like. The Texans, like they're they're winnable games for the Jets in there, you know. So for sure, it's just a matter of them going out and we. They can say, thank God, hey, thank God they didn't. We didn't hear Salah or anyone say it's like, hey guys, we've looked great in practice this week, you know. That be that would spell like the that's the death sentence right there for Sunday. So thankfully we haven't heard that and just need to hear just hearing the guys just talk about it. Just, I I just want the I just want them to get to Sunday, not because I'm excited, just because I need just I just need to see it at this point, just yeah. one way or the other, you know. Post bye week, post London trip, like. <laughs> All right, well let's talk about the bye. Like there's a lot there's a lot that's gone down with this team in the last week and a half, two weeks. Um, so we we can go into the news and notes and whatnot. Um, C.J. Mosley injured, shocking. Hamstring injury. Um, Gerard Davis is not going to be back until next week. 
So it would be Jamie and Sherwood, who's mm-hmm. not good, replacing him. And C.J. Mosley. I mean, the Jets. If the C.J. Mosley doesn't play, the Jets are losing this game. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what Zach Wilson does, unless like he becomes like Mahomes overnight. Like he just. Right. He's, they're, they're just not winning this game without C.J. He's too important to that defense. We saw what. We've seen what he what this defense is with and without him. They need him. Um, so, I mean, it's as simple as that. Uh, he did not practice yesterday. He did some running today. He did say yesterday uh, his hamstring is feeling good right now, but it's a day-to-day thing. Uh, today he said that uh, – Today, Samini said that Mosley did some running off of the side, wasn't at full speed, and that he would be surprised uh, if he plays on Sunday due to his history with soft tissue injuries, which I'm split on. Would right. you, do, you, do you want CJ playing this weekend? You know, the, the, you know. the last time CJ Mosley rushed, rushed back with a soft tissue injury to play against the Patriots, Things didn't end well for him. He ended up coming out of that game, too, and then missing the rest of the season. So, you know, like you said, it's not even so much that he's been, like, he's been impressed. He's, he's had his flashes on the field, for sure. His main asset at this point is being the quarterback of the defense, the guy that can read the offenses, direct, you know, players where to go if they need to switch things up. He's, his value is definitely there. Without that, you know, Luckily, they're not playing Tom Brady anymore. So it's not like, you know, he's ironed it up that he can easily pick apart the defense. You mean the owner of the color green? The owner of the color green. Did you see that quote today? Yeah, yeah. You know, at least he's not running around like Aaron Rodgers talking about the Bears. We root for the saddest football team. We really do. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, if they, if, I mean, I'm, I'm of the opinion of not rushing him back. I know – it being against the Patriots, you know, you want him out there and you want your best guys out there, but there's no need to keep, there's no need to risk it if he's not 100%. Obviously, we'll probably know a little bit more tomorrow. If, if he even practices on a limited basis, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, at the very least, if he practices on a limited basis, I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets dressed him as at least as, like, you know, a, uh, you know, yeah. distraction type thing. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. Uh, but I guess it all comes down to whether or not he practices on Friday. Yeah, I, I think you see how he feels in warm-ups. Um, if he can go, he can go. If he can't, can. You trust him. You trust him. Right. You, you, you only, the, only, the, the, who, the person who knows his body the best is CJ. Correct. So we got we to gotta just trust him. Um, so we already talked about Corey Davis's uh, quotes. So we don't have to talk about that. Um, just all I'll say again is, Corey, chill, chill the hell out. Yeah, uh, we don't need any extra. Bill does. Bill and the Patriots don't need any extra bulletin board material. All right. No, but, they don't. No, they don't. Um, they uh, Zach Wilson spoke today as he usually does. Um, they asked him if his if, Jesus Christ, I can't believe they asked him this. Yeah, <laughs> like, what do you think he's gonna say? All right, the question was. I, I don't even have the question in front of me, but the, the, he, it, they asked him about his four picks against the Patriots. And he goes, he's like, they're like, is that going to be on your mind on Sunday? Like, what do you want him to say? Yeah, right. it's all I'm thinking about, man. 
It's all it's I've been thinking about all these past two weeks. I've been I'm, waking up in I'm, cold sweats. I, I just I wake up and I'm seeing ghosts. Like <laughs> he goes, and Wilson had a great answer. What is being mad about that gonna do? Like, Bingo. like what what is that? What, like what's that gonna do? Everything is a stepping stone. We're building something here that's gonna be special for a long time. When it's going to be super special, we don't know. All we have to focus on is one step at a time. Damn right, Zach. Like. <sighs> I guess this is like what they have to like. No, it's not what they have to ask. No, like, it's not, yeah, they don't have to. Like, like I, as fan, like so these the beat writers, and I'm I and I think that there are a lot of good ones, but like guys like Samini and Costello, they ask these like cause they like Samini works for ESPN, so like I mean he doesn't even get to write articles anymore, like he just like posts like blurbs and updates on like the the timeline. And then, like, Costello works for, I think, The Post? No, he's, yeah, he's uh, The Post. Yeah, the, he's Post. the Post, so, like, that's a sensationalist newspaper. And and good for DJ. Good for DJ not being that kind of guy. DJ yeah. has been an actual beat reporter, whereas, like, Costello just, like, like, just writes about, like, how the Jets are a clown show, which they've been for a long time. But you know what? Also, like, do your job and ask, like, actual football questions. And don't ask, like, oh, are the four picks going to be on your mind? Be like, like maybe ask him about the film. Be like, hey, like, what, what do you see on that game film that like from last time, and what do you, what have you learned? Right. Since like frame it in a different way, not to like try to get your gotcha moment. You know. Right. And maybe, what have maybe. You learned since and then? I wasn't at the press conference, so I didn't, I didn't listen to the press conference. But I also know that that's the quote that Samini posted on his page. Exactly. So that's the question that he asked. You're not asking. You're not posting a quote from a question somebody else asked. That's just, unless it's like the craziest, juiciest quote ever. Right. But he—that was his angle that he took, Samini. And I mean, that's 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 his mo. That's what he does. He tries right. to piss people off and they get right. and get clicks that way. So whatever. And I and I hate to say it, but uh, you know, because I I do I I don't want to say I don't anymore. I still like him. Connor Hughes is starting to fall into that territory too, which is unfortunate. He posted the thing about he posted the that Greg Van Roten quote without context a couple weeks ago about like how Zach needs to learn. He's not the, the Greg Van Roten quote. He wasn't wrong, but he's like how Zach needs to get the ball out quicker. But that was the only quote he posted in his tweet, Connor Hughes. So some people are starting to fall on that. Luckily our, our guy, DJ friend of the pod has not done started to do that yet. Yeah. And Connor's Connor still get that, get that. Yeah, no, I, I want to say his reporting and his articles are my favorite to read. Um, out of all the beat writers, you know, yeah. obviously you, you don't get, you don't move to the athletic unless you're actually like a, you know, a solid reporter and a good writer. Right. Um, DJ is by far the, the best account to follow on Twitter. He's the fan favorite right now. I, sure. I love when jet fans are just like DJ, you've been going to jet fan a little bit. <laughs> oh like, yeah. No. And, and like him. Like, Fuck no. <laughs> do you know, do you know who the, that guy Luke Grant is that, that British jets fan? Yeah, yeah, so like I muted him and he's horrible. I unfollowed him. <laughs> he's just so fucking annoying. And DJ's like been going back and forth with him and that kid Kyle Fahey. Mm -hmm, who like DJ was like today. He's like, yeah, like, you know, I like that kid Kyle. Kyle's good. Kyle's a solid follow. He's a good kid. Luke is just horrible. And DJ like called him out. I was like, dude, like, you may think you like know all this stuff, but like you don't you don't know as much as you think you do. And like you just need to like do way do way less, dude. Do and, just so much less. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I, that warmed my heart. People people like posting pictures of like photoshopped 
Jets jerseys on on DJs, like professional photos and stuff. Like it cracked me up. Like also, yeah. I also I just love that he is a beat writer, like for the Jets, like a professional, but he still like talks shit as like a Dolphins fan, not in yeah. necessarily to Jet fans, but like he was like celebrating the Patriots losing on Twitter and stuff like that. Like it's hilarious. You know, well, like, no, he, bus. He, well, yeah, he's no, just a fan. He's just yeah. a fan. You know. You're, you're, um, Yes, you do love to see that. <laughs> love to see that. All right, so uh, I think the big story of the day for the Jets, so today's Thursday, uh, is Marcus May. Correct. He uh, spoke to the media today and said that he wants to be here, contrary to his agent's tweet from two weeks ago. Um, my take on this is that what else is he supposed to say? Again, correct. Right? Like, like. Yeah, like if he said, "Yeah, like I want to get the hell out of here. This is horrible." That just like hurts the team, and I don't think he's that kind of guy. Um, he he doesn't have that kind of um, that ego, right? Which which his agent certainly does. Fuck that um, guy, Burkhardt or whatever his name is. But you know, Marcus said that he doesn't want to be traded, and he told reporters at, that the team brass knows. That he wants to be here. I, I I don't buy it that much. I think that there's a lot of things now. Obviously, he if if Gase was still the coach, yeah, I'd want to get out of here too. And he had major issues with Gase last year, uh, injury issues. Uh, there was the whole thing with Kalechi Kalechi Osemele, mm-hmm. um, and the surgery that he wanted to get. It was just a whole shit show. Um, yeah, I'd be pissed too. And then the, I, there was like. COVID stuff or injury stuff. I don't remember. It was, it was something like there was, there was some drama going on. It's a new regime, uh, new head coach, and everything, different rules. I think that he's a little bit happier, but um, I mean, Hey, if he wants to be here, he's been pretty good. I said on the pod the other, uh, like I think an episode or two ago, uh, I said, fuck Marcus May. Because, <laughs> because all I had to go on was what his agent tweeted out. And if your agent tweets something out, I mean, Am I not supposed to believe that that's not coming? Is that is that not coming from you? Like, what am I supposed to believe now? I don't know what to believe. Does right. he want to be here? Doesn't sound like it. it, it like, he's playing on the franchise tag. At the right. very I'd least, he's also at the exactly at the very least he's disgruntled. No player plays on the franchise tag and is happy about it. That's just a fact, you know. You want and his entire time that he's been in the league, he's been on horrific football teams. So I'd be a little bit disgruntled about being here too. And and when you, you're maybe you sold the building bill of goods before the season started, it's like, okay, like Marcus, this year is finally going to be different. Like, you know, we got a new head coach. We got a, a bunch of new guys coming in. I'm sure like everyone was pumped. Like the Jets fan base was when they signed Carl Lawson. Like he was like, maybe he was sold this. He, he was bought in and things just, again, on the outside and the surface level don't seem to be changing very much, you know? Right. They're still losing. You know, uh, some of those losses have been pretty embarrassing. The Denver game was just bad from start to finish. Uh, the New England game was pretty bad from start to finish. Like, he wasn't playing in the Atlanta game. So, I mean, he Did was playing the Broncos game. Yeah. I think he yeah. just missed, I think he just missed the Atlanta game. Or was he, did he play in the Tennessee game? I'm not sure. But that, that... no, he, he did. No, I don't think he did. But regardless. So yeah, I'm, maybe he does want to be here, maybe he doesn't. But like you said, what's he supposed to say? You know, and now he's got he's coming off um, 
the announcement of his arrest for DUI and, you know, how that was think? Do you think that has reported to the team? Like, that's that's not a great look. That's not a great look. Do you think that has anything to do with his comments today saying, like, I want to be here? Like, do you think that, like, his value is decreased because of that or something? Or or do you think that that's just a a coincidence and and that he does, you know, that he said what he said today and has nothing to do with that, the DUI becoming uh, public? I kind of see it as more him hedging his bets, kind of like a Mac, it's always sunny. I'm playing both sides so that I always (laughs) come out on top. I kind of see it as something like that, you know? No player, well, not no player, you know, certain someone, a certain box safety. Blitz boy. Blitz boy. Who is, you know, guys like that, right, get filmed, you know, by fans in parking lots. All right. So I'm trying to to get to Dallas. Well, guess what, Jamal? You didn't get sent to Dallas. You got sent to Seattle. So can we, can we talk about him for a minute? Because I think quick, that I hate talking about him. And, and, and you know what? And I love talking about him. <laughs> I love talking about Jamal Adams. <laughs> he is my mana. He gives me life. <laughs> Watching him fail gives me life. <laughs> so since we've, since our last episode, I don't think there's been a player in the NFL who has been clowned harder by social media than Jamal Adams. Um, It started with that. um, So there was that long reception. Who did they play on Thursday night where they got where where Russ got hurt? That was against. Pittsburgh. No, it wasn't. No, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh was Monday night. Um, I can just look this up real quick. Um, so they played the Rams. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there was a play where (laughs) he like, I've never seen a, like the last time I saw a safety misplay a pass like that was in the Super Bowl when Jacoby Jones, it was, uh, I think Roby against, it was the Broncos. No, it was the AFC championship. It was the Broncos and the Ravens. And they had that ridiculous touchdown to win the yep. game or whatever. Jacoby Jones from Flacco. And, like, that safety just, like, made the worst play ever. We have not seen a play that bad since that. Since, we have not seen a play that bad that Jamal made since that play in the AFC Championship game. That's how bad it was. He got, like, turned around, let up a monster gain. Like basically, like it was like a game killer. Like it was a drive. Like, yeah. they, scored, they scored on that drive. It was horrible. He was getting absolutely torched by Tyler Higby. And I remember Chris Collinsworth saying, "Yeah, you got Tyler. You got Jamal Adams on Tyler Higby. You know, that's a big mismatch for uh for the for the for the for the Rams right there." You know? <laughs> like, and I'm and like Tyler Higby. And when you're saying that about your the tight end. Like is basically go out there and he's beating a safety and you're saying that's a mismatch. Like I remember, like Jamal when he was on the Jets, like was pretty solid in coverage for a st- like a good amount. Like he was like like PF like PFF was in love with him, rightfully so. He played. He was like just like an all around amazing player. Um and like he like was handling Gronk. Yeah. When he was still on the Patriots and like like hitting. Julian Edelman, like, and throwing him, like, like, tossing him aside, like he was, like, made of tissue paper. And I'm like, this guy can do it all. 
He can rush the passer. He can play good, good coverage. Like he was breaking down film with Brian Baldinger. And I was just like, like, just like loving it. It was amazing. I don't know what happened to him, but like, since he's gone to Seattle, he's just been atrocious. Right. And, and he was amazing last year, rushing the passer and, and being a box safety this year. He's just like, I don't know what the worst defensive back in football. He has no sacks. He has like no QB pressures. He has no pass deflections, no interceptions, which he never did anyway. He never had interceptions. You think no he had like I think he had like maybe two or three with the Jets. Maybe. There was the one. There was one uh, in a New England blowout that Jared Stidham threw, and he right. brought back yeah. for a pick six. He had one in like that Detroit game, uh, and that was it. Sure. And, like, and I can't remember and any like, of. Yeah, it was like two or th- like three max, like. So, so that was the Rams game. It got worse against Pittsburgh last weekend. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow got worse. We're like, he still was just all over the place being awful. But the, the, the play that everyone was just making fun of him for, yours truly included, was like he – it's like the new LeBron J.R. Smith meme. Yes. Not to that point. Like, not to like that, like, like popular, but still like the same, like the same genre where Jamal like just – was running he's like uh he's like the juggernaut where like he just runs and he just like doesn't notice anything else that's going around him you know right. like x-men and right. like he just like lowers his head and like just like whatever happens happens just waits you know? for something to hit him yeah right whether it's the ball or a person you know or the field uh he just was running straight ahead <clears throat> and the ball just hits him square in the face and he put his hands up <laughs> And the defensive back who was standing right next to him was just like, bro, what? are you serious? It just hits you in the face. You don't even put your hands up. Oh like, my maybe God. His hand, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe like, I, I don't even know. There's not even a joke I can make. It was just so, it's like, it's just pathetic. Like they and gave him the... the highest paid safety in the league and he is just awful. And then there was the, uh, you know, which apparently in hindsight, he was, um, he was paying some sort of tribute to uh, like a oh yeah like a, uh, like, a, like, a, like a football player who who passed away. But it was like you know from a, the YouTube video of the, of the kid is from a very long time ago. It's from yeah. like 13, 14 years. I'm pretty sure it's like like why would, during the, so yeah, like why like, would people remember that? And yeah. So him saying in the intro, you know, I'm the best in the nation. He goes, I'm the best in the nation. Like on a surface level everyone took that for him talking about himself and you know like all right my, me too because i immediately clowned on it and yeah i i mean i'll bring it back to our guy dj again he was the one who pointed it out to probably at least jet's twitter saying it's like this went over so many people's heads it did for me but like i said it's kind of hard for us to remember this video that came out from forever ago and not take that being that it's jamal adams not take that for him talking about himself. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like that's just, I I can't clown on him. Like in the moment, I clowned on him. Correct. I can't clown on him right now because no, it was somebody who it was paying tribute to someone who died. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll just leave it at that because you can't we can't clown on him at this point for that. But it was absolutely hilarious in the moment, like seeing right. that and being like, bro, what? What are you <laughs> like, talking about? And, like, and, saying, and not like, just that, like, it was so about? corny, like, the way he yeah. said it, too. I guess he was just doing the same voice. I didn't even bother watching the video, because, you know, fuck Jamal Adams, but, <laughs> um, you know, I guess rest in peace to that guy, or that mm-hmm. kid. 
Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring up how Jamal Adams is just a huge fraud uh, and continues to be one. And uh, the Jets are going to have a nice, nice first round pick from Seattle because Russell Wilson went down and Jamal Adams sucks at football now. And uh, yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought that Geno Smith and Sam Darnold would still be playing a role in the Jets' future success at this point? How about that? Not only the that, Jets I... have that second-round pick from from Carolina, and they're not good anymore. They're they're they've lost three straight. Damn! It's uh, almost like we said this a couple of weeks ago that Sam Darnold and the Panthers were the bubble was a eventually going to burst on them. It's almost like we said that. Now, we did say that. We did say that. And, look, and lo and behold, it happened. Now, all right, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Two things about Sam Darnold. We don't clown – three things. One, we don't clown on Sam Darnold like we do Jamal Adams. Not even close. Not Sam Darnold's fault what happened. All right. I still have a soft spot in my heart for Sam Darnold. Correct. And that leads to point number two. He led a hell of a comeback. Yes, he did. Last week, and they didn't get the ball back in overtime, but they he let he let a 98 yard drive. That was a with a beautiful and, drive with a fourth and ten on the three yard line or the two yard line that he threw 35 40 yards in the air and hit his tight end up the seam, and you're like, oh shit! So that's that that's that's the arm that we've seen in spurts, you know. So I just want to say that. You know, that was a hell of a comeback he had. Yeah, absolutely. Got to give him some credit. And three, they haven't won a game since Chris McCaffrey went out. Coincidence? No, it's not a coincidence. That that is that is that is why they haven't been winning games because he is the best. He he's arguably the best weapon in football uh, because of what he can do, where you can line him up, and just him being a running back, and you can put him in the slot, you can put him outside, you can do you can he can do everything. He is that dynamic of a player that he can elevate the level of an offense. Now people are like, well, you know, like, like, you know, all right. Like it's Christian McCaffrey. Like that's why Sam hasn't been winning. Like you, you can't be clowning on Sam. Well, all right. To be fair. Also, like he still has DJ Moore. He still has everyone's favorite re- receiver and Robbie Anderson who like everyone's like, which th- this is the last, like, I-, I know I'm like, like going off on another, a tangent of a tangent of a tangent here, <laughs> but there was a guy who works for WFAN. I don't know his name. I'm looking it up right now. Um, who tweeted out the stupidest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Lou DiPietro. Okay. Lou is a senior web content producer at WFAN 660, Mid-Atlantic lead Odyssey Sports. I'm sure Lou's a really nice guy. And I'm sure Lou is a, is a smart guy, and I'm sure Lou is, is, a, is a wonderful dude, and I'm, I bet I'd have a great time having a beer with him. But, Lou, you tweeted something really dumb, man. You did. Lou said, Zach Wilson could be a great QB in the NFL, or an NFL, great NFL QB. That's n- nothing wrong with that. But letting Robbie Anderson go is going to be an all-time boner for Joe Douglas. Buddy. <laughs> first Funny. of all, first of all, Funny. his this season notwithstanding, yes, I mean Robbie had a thousand receiving yards last year, like 
400 of those came in like the first four weeks last year and everything yeah. else was hell. All right. So that not only that, but just the way he phrased it was hilarious. An all-time boner for Joe Douglas. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, I mean, I had I, what I thought, not to toot my own horn, I had a fantastic quote tweet on it. Just, you know, counterpoint, real simple, counterpoint. And it's just Robbie's stats this year. We'll go in, we'll go in order. He had one catch for 57 yards and a touchdown against the Jets in week one. It's been downhill since then. <laughs> three, three for 38, one for eight, four, five for 46, two for 30, and then against Minnesota, three for, three for 11 with one touchdown. He's been bad. He's just been yeah. he's not a good wide receiver. He's really fast. He has horrible hands. He's not a good out route runner. He's just not that good. Right. He is is what he is at this point. Right. You know, he's burner. If you get him open, if you scheme him and you and you call the right play and he and there's a breakdown in the defense, he's gonna burn somebody. Right. That's it. Even if he burns him, there's no guarantees he's gonna catch the ball. That's he, I mean I, I, he's, a, he's a rich man, Stephen Hill. That was really mean. I'm sorry. That was really Stephen mean. Stephen Hill, a, a name that still haunts Jets fans' dreams. Like, I, I, I keep going back to um, the Stephen A. Smith clip. It's like, this man is a bona fide scrub. He can't play. I mean, no disrespect. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's like, Kwame like, Brown. He's like, he's like, Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown. <laughs> the city like, of Los Angeles. He's like, He's he's mobile, but he doesn't really know what he's doing when he's mobile. Like that's pretty much it. Like Robbie, I mean, he struggled with it all the time when he was with the Jets. Struggles with route running, you know. Yep. At, the t- at the time when we watched him, wasn't it frustrating to watch that? Like he would at just not complete routes half yeah. the time, and like it would lead to you know Darnold interceptions or just broken down plays, and so, it's coming true again in so, Carolina. So Robbie's not that good, but he's. He's better than anybody the Jets had last year with Sam Darnold. Correct. They have DJ Except for Crowder. Moore, Except for Crowder. Except for Crowder. But DJ Moore is better than Crowder, and he's like he's a legitimate wide receiver. One. Yeah, he's right. really, really he's good. Really, really good. Um, and then you have McCaffrey coming back, which is going to help Sam Darnold and the and the Panthers immensely. And their defense has been really good. Uh, it sucks they lost J.C. Horn. Um, but you know that 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 they're they're just a they're like an average to below average team. What they do have though for Sam Darnold, and this is where the excuses need to stop. Sam Darnold is Joe Brady and Matt Rule coaching him. Two excellent coaches, like legitimately great coaches. Joe Brady, the mastermind of the greatest college football offense in the history of college football. Probably if you dread coach of LSU. Probably. Oh, that's, that would be something. But I'm just saying, I, I mean, I, it's all, ever since the, the news came out about Coach O being gone, I, I've heard Joe Brady like, a lot, but not just that. Uh, on, they the, Matt, on the uh, the old interwebs, yeah. but they have Matt Rule, who took Temple from like a, a the worst program in college football and led them to like multiple ten win seasons, and then left, and went to Baylor, and turned that program around, and from like the worst program ever after they got like all the all those uh, things yeah. to uh, like like multiple 10 win seasons. Like he is, he is a program builder. He is a legitimately good football coach. Somebody I wish the jets had, honestly, you know, we, I, I love Sala, but I wish that we signed rule instead of Gase. Yeah, can, no, can I, mean, you I think, Oh God. I mean, 
Right? Anyway, it, it, I think he he was lining up to be like a, a, and this is the same thing for the Giants. I mean, rules are literally from New York City. Like he's a guy from this area. Like he was lining up for him for him to be he's either a Nittany general. Lion. He's my dude. <laughs> he was lining up, and like I remember, like when he took the Panthers job over the Giants, and being genuinely shocked. Like I thought it was like a lock when they were interviewed because obviously when. Uh, you know, they were interviewing um, when they were interviewing Rule, and then obviously they went with Judge. The Jets weren't looking for a head coach at that point. So that was like out, you know. Rule was just rumored with the Jets. Like, I don't even know if he took an interview with the Jets. Um, no, they talked to him, but they wouldn't let him pick his own staff. That Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, my God. That was pretty That's cool. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, so, it's yeah. depressing. I'm done. I'm done with the excuses for Sam Darnold. I get he doesn't have McCaffrey, but he has much better weapons. Is better coaching. You know, I, I don't even remember what started this tangent. What? What? Uh, well, first we, we were first talking we were about Jamal, Jamal, and then we were talking about the draft, and then you made a joke about how uh, Sam Darnold and Geno Smith are right, still right, are going to right, affect right, the Jets' right. draft position. Yes. You know, actually, a bunch of ex-Jets, for that matter, are. Affecting like Frankie, you know, Jet- Frankie Luvo had a sa- uh, a a big play the other day. You know, you know how many ex Jets are on the Panthers? It's like four or five. Yeah, Frankie Luvo, Robbie, Sam Darnold, uh, Elf Line on their offensive line. Uh, I think they might have one more. Like they have a bunch, but you know, Frankie Luvo did something. Hold on, what did he do the other day? Frank- yeah, Frankie Luvo. Hold on. Let's see if he was – what he did in the – I love I, – when he was on the Jets, I loved tweeting when Frankie Lou oh, made a play. Blocked the, blocked the punt. Right, that's right. I loved tweeting when he, made a, when he made a play with the Jets because Washington State Cougar Twitter is rabid, and Frankie Lou went there. So you were guaranteed for interactions if you tweeted yep. a good play from Frankie Lou. Frankie Lou got a sack. You got like 200 yep. likes, like, like 50 retweets guaranteed. It was like Whenever guaranteed. I'd uh... – Whenever I, I posted a Perry Nickerson uh, <laughs> clip, which was far and few, like, like just few like, far between. yeah, but Tulane Twitter just picked it up and they, they loved, loved it. it. They, yeah. they, were, they were rabid. <laughs> Tulane Twitter. Yeah. All right. Um, so I think that's all we got. Uh, leave Sam Darnold alone. You know, he, he looked great in that comeback. I'm still going to make fun of him if he does bad things, but it's all in it's all in good fit. It's all in good fun with Sam. Uh, I am legitimately malicious towards Jamal Adams. I do not like him as a person or as a football player. Uh, I think that he is a humongous fraud uh, that deserves nothing but bad things to happen to him in his career. Um, Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I don't like him at all. So that's where I'm at. Um, anything you'd like to add before we go? This, was, this, this episode flew. Yeah. We had a good time, you know, coming yeah. off bye week. Like I said, they don't have to win on Sunday. This is definitely just a go out there. We said it before the Titans game. Go out there, compete, please. Just compete. It's a and, must and compete. To be fair, we want the Jets to win this game. Correct. For sure. Correct. This Will isn't they? a year where we have Probably to, not, to lose. But, but yeah, we want com- – this is a must compete game. You, you're coming off the bye you're like you got you got your star wide receiver smirking in the in the press conferences saying yeah we're ready. You better fucking come in and you compete. Better fucking compete. You know what better I want to com- see? You know what I want to see? This is a must score points in the first fucking quarter game. 
Let him yeah. compete. Do that. Show me the first how to- drive. Put the first drive. I'll settle for the first quarter, but first drive. Oh my god! Like that's, that 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 alone, they could lose the rest of the game, like fifty-six to seven. I wouldn't even care at that point. Yeah. They got a touchdown on the first drive. Oh my goodness! Like that's just, nice. Just get some, put something on the field that, like you know, we don't have to go into halftime with the entire timeline clowning on them. Like, and then they come back out, you know, and they show like some sort of semblance of like a competent football team. Do it for four quarters, please. I beg you. All right. That'll be all for us today, uh, this week. Not today, this week. <laughs> I guess today also. Um, Connor, where can they find you on social? Find me at the NJ Mick because I'm Irish and I'm from New Jersey. Uh, is that why? Are you sure? That is. That is. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Jesse Finver. Uh, you can find more Gotham Sports Network podcasts at GothamSN.com or you can uh, search for Gotham Sports Network on anywhere where you can find podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, if you want to, like I said, you can go to GothamSN.com to find any of our content there. Um, and look us up on Twitter, at GothamSN. Um any last words before we uh, subject ourselves to this Patriots game? Go Jets and go Knicks. Go Knicks. Yeah, go baby. Knicks. Let's Knicks go Knicks. Knicks. Let's, Let's go, go Knicks. Knicks. Let's go yeah. Knicks. Yeah. Do you hear like, the difference in tone? Like, I immediately yeah. start, like, I perked up. I'm like, I'm awake up. now. I'm ready I was to go. a hell of a game against the Celtics. Oh, my God. I was living in the I was a hell of a game. I need a cigarette after that one. Holy <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, friend of the pod, Andrew Claudio, tweeted that exact thing. Like, I, I, need a, I need a fucking cigarette. <laughs> whole timeline needed a cigarette after that one. All right, folks, <laughs> that's all for us. Go Jets, and uh, let's let's get some let's let's compete on Sunday. Peace. Right.